0: Welcome to Take Your Lead Podcast with Mzwandele Makakula, a podcast that seeks to empower you to take charge over your personal growth, development, as well as your emotional well-being. Welcome to Take Your
1: Lead Podcast. podcast where we empower you to take charge of your personal growth development as well as your emotional well-being thank you so much for being part of a community of leaders who are intentional and consistent in the area of their growth thank you so much for rating and reviewing our content we encourage you to share and interact with us it helps us to reach more leaders if you are a leader who's leading teams i encourage you to go through the content together with your teams, it will add great value. I also want to remind you, I also want to remind you on this podcast episode that we've got the episode notes, which will help you with application of the content. You can head over to www.mzwandilemakakula and you will receive the episode notes. I'm so honored and super, super excited on this podcast episode to be joined by a phenomenal, incredible leader. A leader who emulates what they teach. Podcast family, this episode is pure gold. For those who might be listening while running, while jogging, while driving, I encourage you later when you have time for reflection, download the episode notes and listen through because I definitely know it will add great value to you. I'm joined on today's episode by an amazing leader known as Mr. Langton. For those who know him in a different context it's bernard langton who has been an educator and a school princi- principal he's studied and has grown to obtain his bh junior degree at the university of south africa and then obtained his MPhil degree in educational leadership over the years he has obtained a number of additional courses he's passionate about growth as you will hear from his profile He's literally every time I'm with him, he's studying something, he's reading something, he's learning something. And one of the beautiful things I love I love about him, he's always willing to share. He's grown as well recently. Um he studied neuroscience as a recent addition to his self-improvement. Ongoing self-improvement is his commitment not only to himself, but to all those he serves. His work history entails 36 years of experience in independent education. He has been in senior management positions in schools for 18 years. His passion for service has seen him serve on many committees, serving the needs of the marginalized in society, and this has seen him apply the neurocoaching with neurolinguistic programming techniques to bring out the best in people. Education is changing, he believes, and schools have to adapt to this new normal. We'll possibly talk more about that in the episode. He's been instrumental in bringing an understanding, bringing an understanding to the challenges of the disruption to education and the change needed to meet it. He's passionate about transformation and helping people make those transitions he's also passionate about sport and has and this has seen him serve rugby in wazulu natal for many years before relocating to gauteng coaching sport has always been used as a vehicle to help people realize their potential and beyond he also loves playing golf he's a (laughs) avid golfer um, have been running away from playing with him because I know uh, if he, from the tea box, he plays his two iron, three iron, you can just imagine what will happen. But over and above that, uh, leadership development and philosophy books dominate his reading materials. He loves his family and is committed to his faith, and they are cornerstones of his life. Ladies and gentlemen, podcast family, Won't you help me welcome on this beautiful episode, (laughs) Bernard? Welcome to Take Your Lead podcast.
0: It's an absolute honor and a pleasure to be here today.
1: Thank you so much for making time and being part of this vehicle where we want to help leaders be better and do better. Maybe with that beautiful bio, which (laughs) I was introducing the guests to, but over (laughs) and above all that I said, I think I love your heart (laughs) for people, your love for leadership and adding value to people. Maybe just to take us through to the podcast family as to who you are, what you love and what you're passionate about.
0: So Adile, I come from KwaZulu-Natal originally, grew up in a very large family of eight children. I was in the middle. So I got up to a lot of mischief, got away (laughs) with a lot of things, being in the middle of so many siblings. I've always found myself uh, wanting to lead. Uh, it's just been something that I, I think it gets thrust upon you from a young age yeah. and you almost grow into it. You find that you don't want to be a leader, but you have followers. It's yeah. it's the strangest kind of a thing. And that's what happens as as you grow through life. Yeah. Uh,
1: I love what you said as to how you grew up in a family of eight and you were in the middle and somehow you, you, you figured that you always loved to lead. Maybe just to start off from there, to tee off from that yeah. spot, Uh, Speaking about leadership, would you say it's something that one grows up into or it's something that one can learn and develop in?
0: I think there's there's certain natural abilities. And I think we'll go into it a bit deeper when we talk about leadership uh, because leadership is not for everybody. Uh, I think there's a massive responsibility. So if ever you find yourself being asked to lead, and if you're not prepared to take the whole package of leadership, yeah. then I think it's unfair on the people that you are going to lead. Yeah. Because people have this, uh, I don't know, this understanding that if you are in leadership, therefore, they have certain expectations of you, yeah. you know. And yeah. they're growing up in a in a family, in a community, growing up as a teacher or as a principal, you live in a, a fishbowl. Yeah. So your life is somehow m- massaged into that role. Yeah. So. Yes, you can learn techniques yeah. about leadership. You can acquire. I mean, the books that you have let me read and what I've studied, yeah, you start learning skills. Yeah. But I think there's something about people naturally being drawn to someone who carries that. It's almost an, uh, you, you, an ordained person, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I think if you look around in the world today, I think leadership can also be used for such negative as well. yeah. So I think it's it's a difficult space, but maybe to answer your question, I seriously believe you can learn skills around leadership, but it comes with a massive responsibility.
1: If you don't want to take on that responsibility, please do not take the perks of leadership. Leadership. Uh, The perks of leadership, to jump on there, because I know that there's the perks of leadership that a lot of people want, that corner office, all the beautiful things that come with that title. But maybe talk more to the price of leadership where I think a lot of people tend to want to negate that and try to run away and just want the perks but are not willing to pay the price of leadership.
0: I would say for me, Randile, I think if I look at my own life, I think certain areas suffered. Yeah. I can tell you now at this age, I am learning to try and balance my life. Yeah. Uh, I think when you are young and full of energy and you are going somewhere, you just put so much energy into what you are doing. Yeah that sadly relationships with loved ones do suffer and I think that's something that I remember watching something on Mandela Uh, he was in a car somewhere in London and he was asked the question with all that you've lost not seeing your children grow up your grandchildren would you do it all again without (laughs) blinking Madiba said absolutely yes. So what he understood that with leadership comes the sacrifice that has to be made. And I mean, all our great leaders, and to my people we remember as great leaders, yeah. have all had to make that sacrifice. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's not a road that everyone wants to walk. Yeah. So I can say only now I'm looking at, and we've been laughing about my transition <laughs> out of where I'm at. Yeah. It's about me listening to what my wife was saying. Yeah. That for, for once in my life, I need to be led. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Oh wow. Maybe I'm going to come back to this point, which you just, um maybe let me zoom into where you are now as to what are you learning on this leadership journey mm-hmm. that you're at what are you currently learning and I, and i'm bringing this question i want to tie it with something you said especially to the younger generation because i think with ourselves and part of the podcast family are young aspiring leaders mm-hmm. and people who want to grow into leadership yeah. what are some of the blind spots or certain things maybe maybe three points if you do have that you would advise young leaders to take caution off as they climb This ladder of leadership and influence.
0: Uh, I think you know the. You need to make peace with who you are. Yeah. Because if you living in this 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 misperception that I need to be perfect, I think one of the things I would say to a young person is be authentic, be yourself. Yeah. And by that I mean be humble. And be open to learn. I must say I'm here not because of my own strength, but it's because there were people that went before me and I stand on the shoulders of great men and women. So I don't believe that you must ever think this is going to be a journey that I will take alone. Yes, it's going to be time when it's very, you know, you you feel very lonely, but at the same time if you reach out, there are people there that are are willing to, and that's what I found in the leadership space. There's so many people that are willing, I mean just our relationship, has come from a thing where we didn't know each other yeah. and yeah. now we find that we are brothers yeah. and that we are just want to teach each other. We're not teach, but we want to share, share with each other. Yeah. And through that sharing, we are learning. Yeah. You know, so yeah. if I see something, okay, I must get that too, I'm yeah. sure that will add value yeah. to his life. Yeah. So I would say, be open to learning, yeah. be yeah. authentic yeah. about who you are yeah. and don't be afraid to reach out to
1: others and ask for help. You wow. Know? Let me just pause there. Podcast family, that's pure gold. Uh, for those who are listening just go back about a minute or two those three characteristics will help catapult your leadership be open to learning be humble and authentic and be willing to reach out to others who have gone ahead of you absolutely wow and then currently what are you learning in the space that you're in before we dive into i know something that's close to your heart uh, within transformation, but currently in the space where we are, we, for those who might listen to this podcast, years we in the backdrop of 2020, a very interesting year <laughs> with a lot that's happening uh, currently in this season. What are you learning? Andile, so, I think maybe
0: just to position it, I'm currently the head of CBC Mount Edmund here that's in that's Pretoria, that. and this is, um, I've been doing this for three and a half years now, yeah. and I'm loving yeah. it. Yeah. I, I think it's a wonderful space. Yeah. Um, and it was quite interesting. Our theme for the year was seeing the unseen. <laughs> I and God said, okay, if you didn't see <laughs> COVID <laughs> coming. So much for your team, you know. But what it has done, it is really, and I like the word you use, catapult. Yeah. It really has catapulted our school into another stratosphere. Yeah. That we've had to really research and look at, you know, what are we doing, how we are doing it, yeah. and what we need to change. Yeah. And I think... One of the areas that has come a lot—I mean, a lot of schools have transitioned into that, yeah. you know, that online learning space yeah. and looking at their whole IT infrastructure and their network. Yeah. But I think for me, the care of the person—you know, we are—we've set up wellness teams. Yeah. So, and I think we've discovered that, you know, unless we attend to that part of a child—that yeah. we look at their wellness, we look at their emotional and their spiritual—what mm. uh, are you teaching them during, especially in this time of fear and anxiety? it's not going where it should be. So for me, it's about as we move forward beyond COVID, Mm -hmm. it's about we need to allocate more time and be, and you like to use the word, intentional about creating structures within the school that cares for the
1: teachers, that cares for the children, Mm -hmm. and also cares for our uh, families at large. Um, I'm just going to double click on that point, especially because of what you do. what do you think is the future or how does the future look like within the education space, especially with how COVID has affected us? Sure.
0: I think as a, there's, there's different aspects to it. And, yeah. and, and being a third world country, we also have to be realistic about the ability to go online. Yeah. We sit in a very fortunate space yeah. where we have got the facilities and we are building up that infrastructure. Yeah. But I think what COVID for me, the priorities have to change. Yeah. You know, it's, it's it's really less about how many subjects children do, but more about the skills that you are teaching. Wow. So maybe it's less that you do, mm. but more concentrated. Oh, wow. Identifying, and I think your higher education will come on board with yes. this. Yeah. To say, what are the skills that young people need to navigate higher education? Yeah. And your workplace needs to tell higher education... This is what we actually need. Because are we as a country producing graduates that got no work? And are we maybe struggling on the trade side or certain practical skills? And that needs to cascade down into schools. Because there's this obsession with doing so much, but are we not maybe skimming the surface? But certainly, I think any school worth its salt needs to look at the holistic development, investing in people, investing in what makes it And our society is bereft with all the issues. You know, our children are struggling in homes without proper, you know, care, without, and it's no disregard to our parents, but a lot of them are working long hours. There's a lot of home situations that we are aware in our country, uh, our legacy of our past, and because of the new money that's coming, And children are being left at the altar of this... Parents wanting to get somewhere. So I believe the role of a school really has to get down. And I, and I know the work that you do, yeah. you're passionate about it. Yeah. And it's, we need more people like you in schools, yeah. assisting schools, because teachers teach. Yeah. But who's taking care of the other part? Yeah. And what tends to happen, people are moved out of one area into another. Yeah. Oh, you know, you look like you could do this. Yeah. But really, we need experts like yourself yeah. coming into schools yeah. and running those programs yeah. that are going to equip our children yeah. to make informed decisions. Yes. And and
1: I love that. Maybe speak more as well around the importance of social and emotional learning within the school context, yeah. which I think is an area that has been neglected a lot. And yeah. I think, as you're mentioning, it's very important yeah. to equip the learners with the mind and the skills uh, to be able to make healthy lifestyle choices yes. and to take care of this emotional yes. part and the social part in terms of relationships. It's actually a fascinating study. Mm-hmm. Uh, and recently I recently was doing about Gen Z and as to how they are maturing biologically faster, mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, cognitively as well, they are smarter because of the devices and everything, mm-hmm. even though their attention span is about eight seconds. <laughs> <times. laughs> <laughs> but they, 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 there was a lag behind when it came to social well-being and how they handle their relationships, as well as they are um, 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 emotional as mm-hmm. to how they carry and deal with their emotions. The couple of aspects
0: to that. Firstly, I think as a school, we need to invest in training of our teachers. Uh, Teachers are trained in how to share the content. It's about retraining them. So you be a wellness teacher first, and then you're an English teacher, a wellness teacher, and then you're a maths teacher. So it's about changing the narrative. It's about seeing children first, before just you get empty heads that you need to fill with wow. content. So it's about that change and, and, and that needs to happen. Yeah. But importantly now, what we are discovering at CBC is about creating time. So when we came back, I was insistent that we have 30 seconds of calm like they have on CNN. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's got to a lot more than 30 seconds, yeah. but the value of it is yeah. now being seen. Oh, wow. So in our schools, where where is that quiet space for children? Yeah. Where's the quiet time? Yeah. Where do they connect? Yeah. Uh, and, and for me, that's going to become critical. So I can see the growth of that wellness in yeah. a school yeah. uh, being so important. Because all the things you're saying about Generation Z, yeah. a lot yeah. of those things are really above the shoulders. Yeah. And it's about what's happening below that. Wow. You know, that heart stuff that wow. children, for no reason or fault of theirs, they don't wow. have a space to talk about. Wow. You know, and, and, and they are... And I think children today grapple with issues wow. that we were fortunate enough, yeah. in, a, in a funny kind of way, <laughs> never to grapple with. Yeah. You know, you just got to look at the gender issues yeah. that our children are still going to grapple with. And how do we help them navigate that without making them feel terrible about who and wow. what they are. And, and and for me, and it, it seems strange coming as a head of a school, yeah. but we need to somehow say, what is excellence? Wow. You know, is excellence all about that mark? Mm. Or is it about excellence, about the person that leaves our institution, that goes out into the world and is intentional about making a difference? Wow. That's for me, I think there's going to be a shift because content is becoming less because you know it's Google, Google, (laughs) Google. They've got all the devices. Children now can learn online. But what we discovered as children came back to school They started sharing with their friends and more friends came back to school yeah. because children were isolated. Yeah. They could not measure. Yeah. You know, you don't know how well you play golf. When you play with your wife, you're Tiger Woods. And if you play with your mates, you feel like your Tiger Woods is caddy or less. So, or I'm, more in the woods. Yes, in the woods. <laughs> but as they came back, they said, wow, I'm not so bad. Yeah. I'm not so far behind because my mates are further behind. Yeah. So we need that social interaction but giving our children the tools you know and that emotional intelligence is something that you have to train it doesn't just happen Happen, because most I don't know most families don't have the time when you sit down when I grew up Dinner was (laughs) non-negotiable and my mother would insist we'd have night prayers together. Even though my father tried to escape, so we we prayed around his bed so he couldn't run away. (laughs) But (laughs) what I'm saying is there was definite time when you came together. And I don't know today. So I think that's going to be a bigger space in schools. If schools are really concerned about... The individuals.
1: Wow. I love that. I love that. I love that. I think uh, you mentioned quite a lot of powerful things, which I'm going to go back, uh, listen over to this episode. But I love how you spoke about the work is beneath the head. Mm. It's more the heart. Yes. It's more that human connection, yes. the relationships, the emotional intelligence that we need to teach and I think because I was also a teacher for some time, there's no room for it because it's really uh, content and uh, lesson plans, and which is good and yes, proper. That's right. But they, And again, because kids spend a lot of time at school, yes, uh, more time most of the time than they do with their parents. Mm. So I think it would be good for the school or education sector to begin to feed into that area, mm. to better the child, to make healthy decisions and to be set uh, for the future ahead. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The, I, I think you know, the, the, the and I think schools suffer with this. They they employ someone to be the school counselor, yeah. but they forget to tell the children that this person's a school counselor. Yeah. You know, and the person has an office and a desk and a computer and a, a label on their door, yeah. but that's it. Yeah. So, their circle of influence is so negligible. It's
1: limited. I'm going to say something about, because I remember I did this, I was a school counselor for some years, and I struggled a lot with that. I had a beautiful office, beautiful furniture. But most of the time it was empty Until I took it upon myself mm. to go out and reach the kids yes. Because initially there was this um, um, stereotype Of people who go there are actually crazy yes. <laughs> And they, were so, they would be so humiliated uh, Until I made it fashionable Or tried to show them that it's really not about someone Who's got big problems or is suicidal And the more I interacted with them That's why I actually saw how deep the issues are
0: I, But I, I think what we've discovered And our, our school psychologist She's also you know, revealed it to me yesterday in our meeting was that now the way we're doing wellness at CBC, yeah. it's about every child. Yeah. So she's seeing some of the top performers that are going for time management, they're going for study skills and these are A students. Oh, wow. So there's a realization that it's not what you are saying just for the children with problems the minute that office becomes the kids who have drug issues or whatever then it becomes just a little office somewhere that no one wants to go to wellness is all-encompassing and i think but i just wanted to say this and 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 that's why i was talking about the heart because i think you know as a christian you know and and a follower of jesus christ you know jesus was all about the heart he said, I haven't come to change the law. You yeah. see the law that's in your head. It's fine. You, know, you do your religious practices. Yeah. That is not what it's about. Yeah. It's until you come to the heart. Wow. And it's the same when we talk about transformation. Yeah. I know what it's up there. Yeah. But how is it? Yeah. And wow. I think for, for me, the important thing is about our children's heads are full of knowledge. Wow." But what is that knowledge all about if they are not balanced human beings yeah. and they not haven't got empathy for their brother and sister, sister. so for me that's, that's why Jesus for me is such a role model about getting to your relationship because you're, let's be honest relationships expose us they do you know relationships show us our weaknesses yeah. relationship tell me who is the person that is not going to lie to you yeah. it's your wife yeah. she <laughs> will tell you Zodila, listen that thing on TV and that thing on the stage that's fine yeah. But back at the ranch, yeah. you've got to be authentic yeah. with me. Yeah. And that's yeah. where we find our biggest challenge. Yeah. So, yeah, and it's something that I also struggle with, but that will probably come up later.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Maybe um, a quick one. Um, I know you're not prepared for this, but fill in the blank. Leadership is? Uh, yeah. Uh, growth. For
0: me, it would be growth. Yeah. It would be growth not just for myself, yeah. but for those around me. I don't believe leadership is about me achieving all these things. Yeah. What does it help that I'm far ahead and no one around me? You know, so leadership is about how you take those steps. Wow. You know, sometimes you're in front wow. and other times you're behind, you pushing, wow. pushing, pushing. Push sometimes you walk away and you allow people to do what they have to do. Other times because you you one of the questions you posed to me was around management yeah. versus leadership. Yeah. And for me, management is temporary. Yeah. It's about me showing Zwandile what I want. And once Zwandile has acquired the, 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 the skills, the skill, yeah. I've got to step back and allow you to do what you have to do wow. with the mistakes that you're going to make. Wow! But in the full knowledge, you know. Wow. It, it reminds me of the story of the dad who took his son out into the forest to become a man. Yeah. And he said, son, tonight you're going to stay here. I'm going and it was interesting dad never went far he just went far enough so he could still watch his son mm-hmm. you know and i think that for me is what epitomizes leadership it's not about leaving the person to the wolves but it's about exposing them to situations wow. where they will grow in those situations wow. because I, I just think that it's those when you have to make those decisions <clears> this <throat> is the, the unpopular decisions yeah. i remember first getting into st benedict's in johannesburg and a new city a new school yeah. And then I was told to make decisions. And I sat alone in the afternoons thinking, who do I go to? Yeah. And that's when you go inside yourself and say, all right, I'm going to make this decision and live with the consequences mm-hmm. of that decision. Sometimes it's a good one. Sometimes it's a fraught mm-hmm. one. I think you make more bad ones than you make good ones. <laughs> yeah. You know, and people remember the bad ones long <laughs> after the good ones. But my point is that there's someone there, and I had a, my previous role at that school, the boss who gave me that space. Yeah. Not to let me fail. Yeah but to allow me to grow. So for me, leadership is about growth, not growth. just for myself, yeah. but it's for also those people around.
1: I don't, you said something so uh, beautiful um, outside this podcast episode. We have been a lot of growth conversations with you as to how also leadership is about growth, not only for yourself, but for others and taking people to a place where they've never been. Yeah. Please tee off on that and speak more about that.
0: I think for me, that is the greatest joy yeah. I get from leadership. Yeah. You know, um, and I can, uh, not to mention people's names and stuff, but how often someone, yeah. they, they resisted.
1: Yeah.
0: They resisted with Zalini. Yeah. There's no way I'm going to do that. Yeah. You know, and I almost got like this reputation, you know. <laughs> Don't go to Langton with an idea because he's going to make you do it. Yeah. You know. And for me, it's about making people uncomfortable. Yeah. That's when the growth happens. Wow. Because this thing of being comfortable. Yeah. I know it's a difficulty that I'm struggling with about how comfortable must you be and how uncomfortable you have to be. Yeah. But I think, like you know, all the difficult conversations, yeah. it's very uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, being put out is very difficult, yeah. you know. So uh, yeah, for me, it's about putting people into spaces and, and just believing in them. I, yeah. I'll never forget a conversation I had with my boss down in Durban, my headmaster. And I was in trouble again. Sure. It was a common thing sitting in the, the head's office because I was a young man with more energy than I knew what to do with it. And he was, he was ranting and raving at me and another parent had complained about something. And he said to me, Bernard, you are a principal one day. And Zondile, I heard nothing after that. For the next 10 minutes, I heard nothing. That man, in his anger, prof- prophesied in my life. Wow. And I went to him and I said to my wife, I can't believe it. I almost got fired. But you know I'm going to be a headmaster one day. <laughs> you know? And, and I think sometimes we don't we don't realize the power yeah. of the tongue. Yeah. And just wow. to say to another young person, wow. you know, I believe in you. Wow. You know, one day when you... Wow. And it's quite difficult because sometimes the person is not in a senior position. Yeah because of whatever reason. But you can see the excellence and the wow. leadership potential. Wow. And just to say to that person, you don't know what that does to that person. Wow. Because most yeah. of us are so used to criticism. Yeah. We just know that we're going to be criticized. Yeah. But when someone in a leadership position, recently I said to one of my staff, there was an advert for a head of a primary school. I sent it to her. She says, why are you sending it to me? <laughs> I said, because I believe you could apply for uh, that post." She said, no, you're joking. I said, why not? She said, I'm too young. I said, okay. I've heard that in the Bible a few times. <laughs> <laughs> she said, oh, listen to this. She says, Oh, so you want to get rid of me? Okay, that's one way of putting it it, but it was never my intention. You know, and that's the thing, because oh, wow. we, we, we're so used to live with criticism yeah. that when somebody actually identifies, you know, that um, you've got leadership yeah. ability and you've got
1: potential. Yeah. You know, it may not happen today, yeah. but I know I've planted a seed. Wow. That's amazing. Um, that's amazing maybe well, there's something you mentioned you're saying a lot of powerful things podcast Sorry. family this is really uh, no. thank you so much for this call because <laughs> it's just a lot of powerful nuggets that you're yeah. sharing and are definitely adding so much value to us um, just speak about having tough conversations as a leader because you mentioned that and I think it's one of the things that defines leadership mm. uh, having tough conversations <laughs> which are necessary
0: you know I think the hardest part Svandile, is that not knowing how the person's going to take it yeah You know, and that for me is always difficult because you don't really know people that deeply, you know, and uh, I I know recently I had one with one of my senior members of staff and I really, really chanced it and I pushed the envelope and uh, I don't know how far we've got. I think there's been a lot of progress and I need to follow up on that conversation, but it is, it's not easy because... It's not about criticizing the person, but it's about identifying certain blind spots and encouraging them to to look at those blind spots and to see them for what they are. Um, But you have to go there. Because as a leader, if you don't go into difficult conversations, you're not being authentic. And how do you allow somebody to grow if you're not giving them the, the license to grow? You know, by identifying certain blind spots. And in my leadership team, and you can ask them, I always speak about that. I say, I've got blind spots. Yeah. Help me. Yeah. Because okay. I'll help you with yours. Wow. You know, but you have to, as a leader, you know, if you're not prepared to do those difficult conversations, then what are you there for? Signing checks or <laughs> making speeches? Uh, yeah
1: tough conversations are part of leadership and there's no way of running away from them. One of the beautiful things <clears throat> I've noted and I love about you is how you connect with people so effortlessly. It seems effortlessly, but you're one of the best connectors that I've seen. <laughs> I remember an incident uh, back at St. Thomas in Whitbank, Malasheni, uh, where it was a, uh, I'm not sure if it was a parents' evening or something, and Mr. Langton just rocked up there and, I'm like, who does that? <laughs> and it's a formal event and he. He walks on stage And and I don't know How many people I've brought into your space And I've seen you Interacting with parents Upper echelon people But I just love How you naturally Connect with people
0: I think there's You know There's a certain level Of emotional intelligence
1: You don't do that All the time You know It was my last our last
0: session with the parents at St. Thomas yeah. and I knew it would speak to them, you know your audience and it, it spoke to them and the reaction was okay some dad to try and lift their jewels off the ground. But for most of them I was like ah that's Langton we know him. you know he's a bit on the left side. Uh, I think it's about reading yeah. people, it's about understanding yeah. um, But it's also about not invading people's space. i found it, especially in golf. You know, I've made a lot of connections and Mm. I play with different people all the time, but I never invade their space. I just kind of tee off and we play. It may take nine holes, it may take 17 holes before you actually make the connection. But it's about not, you know, trying to force yourself. on. And sometimes it just doesn't work. I don't know where I get it from, Zondile, but I can see connections that other people can't see. You know, I'm constantly... And it just happens. I just I, I make these connections, and yeah. our meeting today. My one of my deputies said to me, "Just yes, that you never forget, <laughs> you know." And and, uh, and I think it's not about not forgetting, but there's certain things that make an impression, and I see things, and when I have the opportunity, I'll be like, "Hey, dealer yeah, that I, I need to connect yeah. him with that, you yeah. know." Yeah. And 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 so it's, it's something I just see, but maybe because my heart is about connecting people, yeah. it's because because I always say, and one of the things I must say on this podcast. <laughs> That it's never about me. It's not about Zwandile. You are just a vessel and a vehicle by which whatever your faith belief is, your creator is trying to bring a message. Jesus came onto this earth with a specific purpose. So was Abraham. And so was Peter and Paul. And so were many after them. You are there for that period of time. You know, yeah, we talk, oh, Mandela should have been here longer. We wouldn't have lived with the corruption, etc. No, no, no. He was called for a specific purpose, yeah. and he did it. Wow. You know, and you know, and for me, that's important. It's not about it's not about me. I'm, I'll be here, and I'll be gone. Yeah. But I want to know that I left a legacy. legacy. I made an impact yeah. for the time that I was there. And you only do that not policies yeah. and decisions you take. It's about investing in, in people. people, and they'll people. No one will ever forget that.
1: Wow. Yeah. Thank you so much. Maybe as we bring in our plan plane uh, for landing. Um, I'd like us maybe to talk a bit about transformational leadership, which is something I know you're very passionate about. There are projects that you are busy with. Uh, What's your philosophy around transformational leadership?
0: You know, life is a journey. And I think that we need to see it like that. You know, we live in such a beautiful country. Uh, I've been so blessed to have grown up in Africa, Uh, I can't, I travel, one of my biggest passions is traveling. I love travel. My wife and I connect with travel, it's unbelievable. And the more I travel, the more I grow, and the more I love my country. Because I realize there's an authenticity about being African, that we're not about the external. And those who do go after (laughs) the external normally fall in their face because it's (laughs) not about that. You don't measure someone's worth by what they've got. You know, it's not out there, it's what's within. So for me it's about how do we connect people within our country to have those conversations about what do you see when when Zondile walks into the room or when I walk into the room or anybody else walks into the room. How do we go beyond the colour of somebody's skin, the sexual orientation of a person, all those things that inhibit us. And sometimes Zondile, we have to unlearn and that's why neuroscience and neuro coaching for me is fascinating. It's about looking at those neural pathways yeah. and saying, what are these blocks? Yeah. Why can't I connect with someone that's different to mm. me? What is it about me that's stopping me? Mm. And, to, and sometimes it wow. could be our upbringing. Yeah. It could be the religious background we have mm. that has implanted certain things that we are unable to unshackle. Wow. So for me, it's about creating, having those conversations. Yeah. And what I like about coaching which may be different to therapy. (laughs) Coaching, you ask the hard questions. (laughs) Coaching, you push people, and you challenge them to make decisions. And say, try that. And they go, wow, I I, I never thought I could do that. So for me, I'm just passionate about how we change the landscape in our country. And I just know there are so many young people coming up that are going to take the baton from us and keep running. But we, as leadership now, need to set those Examples, examples. for the young people.
1: Thank you so much for that. I love how you put it in terms of it's more a mirror perspective, more than a window, yes. where you don't look at the next person but you look at yourself yes. as to introspection. What are some of the blocks and stereotypes and mindsets and beliefs mm. that I might have that are actually blocking and limiting me from seeing this person the way they are? Mm. What are maybe some of the practical initial steps or small initial steps that leaders can take to make a transformational difference? In the area of culture that they feel needs to be reformed or transformed? I think
0: they need to have some idea for me of the end product. Okay. So there must yeah. be it's not crystal clear. Yeah. But there should be some idea hazy yeah. about where you want to go. Yeah. Because you can't just go nowhere. Yeah. So you have this idea. Yeah. Okay. And then for me, it's about doing as much research as you can. You know, whatever the field you want to be part of, do your research. You're not going to know everything, but have some idea. And like I said earlier, you need to be open to learn and remain humble you know yeah. uh, and i put my hands down because it means you <laughs> stay on the ground if you're on the ground and you fall it's not too far it's when you start it hurt us when bad, you start yeah. elevating yourself and the yeah. you know the pride comes before a fall yeah. so for me it's about staying humble it's yeah. about being open to learn it's about doing your research yeah. and having some kind of idea even if it's a hazy picture of where you ultimately want to yeah. because as you enter into those spaces yeah. so does the light start coming on and you see, oh, is this where I'm yeah. you know? Um, so and, and also just I, I don't know to what extent your, your viewers are have come from a particular faith background, yeah. but I think that's very, very important yeah. because you need to come from somewhere. Yeah. You can't come from nowhere. Yeah. You know, and, and and for me, you need to come from a faith background, whatever yeah. your faith is, yeah. and whatever your belief system yeah. is. You've got to have something that roots you. Yeah, you can't just float and float and float, yeah. and, float and float.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for that. Um, this has been an amazing, and amazing, and amazing uh, podcast. Maybe uh, as we conclude, what are your parting shots that you'd like to share with us and to our podcast family uh, from your heart? For me, it's if I could say
0: to any young person or any person in leadership, or it's just have no fear. Wow! You know, uh, I think it's one expression in the Bible that is repeated from Genesis to Revelation: yeah. "Be not afraid." Yeah. You know, and I think what COVID has done is, is crippled us with fear. Yeah. You know, um, and I think a lot of people don't realize their 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 potential yeah. because it's fear. Yeah. What if? Yeah. What if I fail? Yeah. What if this doesn't work out? Yeah. And my thing to anybody is, have no fear. Go into spaces that other people don't think you should go. And just trust yourself, believe in yourself, because if no one else in the world believes in you, you at least believe in yourself, at least one person believes (laughs) in you, and that's yourself. But just don't have fear, because I think unfortunately growing up in families, I think you know the way we were raised. Yeah. A lot of to do with fear. Yeah. You know, don't do this. Don't yeah. do that. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. And you think back: when did my parents tell me what to do? To do, yeah. You know, it's and 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 so for me, unfortunately, the child doesn't hear "don't." They just hear what you know. So if it's a negative, then you you losing the point. So for me, it's about just assessing all these things that make up who we are, but don't allow fear yeah. stop us from growing. Yeah. And you know, I, I think. We've got examples of our great leaders that have gone before us, yeah. and they didn't have fear. Yeah. Yes, they may have suffered as a result of it, but because of their suffering, has opened the way that you and I can sit today yeah. in this building yeah. talking about something about leadership. Our parents couldn't talk about leadership. Yeah. There was no such a thing. Yeah. It was leadership within a, a small little cocoon, yeah. you know. And it's because of their sacrifices. Yeah. So why, let's, let let their sacrifice not go to waste. Wow. No fear. Wow. And this is lead with that moral fiber yeah. and just take our country to the place where it can, it be. can be, a yeah. beacon in the world, not an example of how you know the negative can overcome all the yeah. good that we've started when Mandela came into power.
1: Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Mr. Langton. This has been an amazing podcast episode. I've taken a lot from it. Yeah. I've learned a lot. So I'm definitely going to go back and reflect. Uh, thank you so much for being part of the episode. I promise you podcast family. Uh we're definitely gonna be having Mr. Langton soon and very soon for a candid conversation. He's doing a lot of phenomenal things in this space and season of his life, which we will talk more about. I'm gonna I'm interacting a lot with him now and I'm definitely gonna time down to it, just a candid conversation so that he can share from the space where he is so thank you so much to you podcast family for taking time and listening to this podcast uh, a reminder again for the episode notes the link is in the bio where you can download them and it will help you with application till we meet again let's continue to change the world one individual at a time
0: well well Thank you for joining us on Take Your Lead Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you can get new episodes delivered directly to your device as soon as we release the new episode. And for show notes on today's episode and on previous episodes, just go to www.nzwandilemakakula.com.
1: And if you're a fan of the show, we would love it if you'd give us a review and help us spread the word. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Take Your Lead
0: Podcast.